Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. This is Charlie Tate. Ah, it's been a week. It's been a strange week. And last week, I read something that disturbed me and bothered me. And honestly, it made me kind of angry. And I made a note to talk about it on my podcast. I thought, ooh, this would be an interesting thing to discuss, you know, after all this happy queen stuff. And then I go into something that's really, I don't know, it annoyed me. But you know what? I don't want to do that today. So I, I thought, it came to me, I thought, I want to talk about something fun. I, I want to talk about something that's light and bright and happy. So what can we talk about? Well, music. I still have an iPod. <laughs> my iPod is, I think, older than my marriage. It's older than a decade. Yeah. When did I get that thing? It's bright yellow. It's an iPod Nano, 16 gig. Love it. It's been on... It's been on me, with me, for countless runs, plenty of road trips, many, many listens, trips around the sun, and I love it, and I'm never going to give it up. I am that weird person that doesn't want to listen to music on other devices. If I'm going to listen to music, it's going to be on my, on my iPod. I actually use a streaming service. I painstakingly loaded my entire collection of music to this platform, which is called iBroadcast. I believe it's free because I'm not paying anything for it, <laughs> but it's a really fabulous platform. It's a bit like iTunes. So if you, have, if you have the ability to burn your music from a disc or what have you and put it into a platform, I highly recommend iBroadcast. I use it all the time. There's an app. You can use it on your phone. But if I'm running or if I'm out and about, I am listening to music on my iPod. And yes, it still has a wired <laughs> earbud. There's no Wi-Fi capabilities on that thing. Do you guys remember that when phones used to be just phones? My very first phone was this little Motorola flip phone. No, it was not a razor, although I had a razor. But my very first cell phone was just this clunky little Motorola. And all it did was make phone calls and send texts. And it had this really annoying bubble pop ringtone <laughs> that I used for a while. And I remember someone called me really late at night after I went to bed and that thing scared me to death. And so I changed it back to something more pleasant. But anyway, yeah, I, I like a lot of antiquated technology. So I'm going to hang on to my iPod until it kicks it. And as soon as it does, I'm going to be on the hunt for another MP3 player that does not have an internet signal on it. I'm weird like that. But let's talk about music. <laughs> let's talk about my iPod. Why am I talking about my iPod? Well, it has the play counts on it. I imagine a lot of platforms, streaming services, et cetera, do that. Obviously, that's part of the whole Spotify wrapped thing, right? You discover who you listen to the most, or if you're an artist, who's listening to you the most. But with my iPod, I love it because every once in a great while, when I... On the rare occasion that I plug it into my also really old iMac to sync with iTunes and load something new, because I still buy music, I occasionally will sort my iPod by the number of plays. And when I do that, I usually haven't done it in a while. So there's always an interesting surprise when I see what I've listened to the most. And I'm not really, I'm not generally too surprised by that, but... 
Yeah, something will jump out at me and I think, wow, have I really listened to this thing that much? And apparently I have. And I occasionally reset the play counts on my iPod, but I haven't done it for a few years. So uh, things have stacked up a little bit and I wanted to see where I was at because I've been listening to a really broad variety of things on my runs and when I'm in the car. Of course, Queen... (laughs) This is not a Queen Deep Dive, but we're going to talk about Queen today. I'm going to go through, I thought it would be fun, to go through my top 20 songs by play count. So what I'm going to go through are the songs that I've listened to the most over the last few years. And there's a wide variety of things. There's some surprises here. Yes, there's Queen. There's Radiohead. There's some one-offs by artists that you may not know. So this might be a great avenue to introduce you to something new. This might be kind of revealing. Actually, I've talked about a few of these songs already in obviously Queen deep dives, but of course some random deep dives as well. So we'll touch on some new songs as we go through this, but, oh, all right, you guys. All right. My most listened to song, maybe I should go backwards. I'm going to go backwards. All right. Let's start with the 20th song and we'll work our way up to number one. That's more fun, I think. All right. So my 20th most listened to song on my iPod is actually a Queen song. It is my favorite composition from our favorite drummer. It is Drowse, of course, Roger Taylor's Drowse from Queen's A Day at the Races, 1976. I love Drowse. What can I say about it? I, I, I already covered everything in the dive, but I feel like Drowse is... It's one of those moments for Roger, and he said it himself, where he didn't think it was necessarily a quantum leap, but it was a unique moment in his compositions. Totally agree. There's nothing else like it in his own works, as well as Queen's catalog in general. It sticks out as this genius moment. I feel like there are songs and perhaps even full albums from artists that occasionally transcend the typical composition for said person or band. Drowse is like that for Roger. There are a few songs that, honestly, they're not on, they're not in my top 20, and I'm surprised they're not. Uh, I want to make sure before I say this specific song that I'm accurate, yeah. So Claire de Lune by Claude Debussy is my absolute favorite piano piece, but the full orchestra version is the stunning, totally affecting version that I listen to more than the piano version. It makes me feel absolutely every emotion possible at the same time. It's like this, it's it's like being smacked in the face and in the heart with every single emotion, but it feels really good. I can't describe it. It is absolutely a free zone, you know, moment for me as far as feeling music like that and sensing it all around me. And it just goes right through me. And, and that is a moment for Debussy, I would say, where, wow, you know, that, that is an awe-inspiring, miraculous moment of creation where even if people are innately talented and certainly capable of doing these songs on their own, they're given something from, it, it just feels like a miracle. It, 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 feels that way. There are, there are a few songs like that that just 
they sound heavenly, literally. It's amazing when that happens. And I think in a way, the reason I love Drow so much is because it just feels that way. It, it feels like a very deep song. It feels like a very meaningful song. It's a very poignant song. It's a brilliant song. It's, if you look at the words, if you look at the general composition of it, the reflection of it, I mean, truly, I think it's one of the band's best songs, honestly. So there you have it, Drowse. Uh, number 19. This actually surprised me. So it's another Queen song. And I think I know why it's in my top 20 most listened. But it's actually Long Away. This is Brian's Long Away from the same album, <laughs> Day at the Races, 76, Queen. I think the reason Long Away is on this list here is because... When I'm in the car with my hubby and we're on a trip, road trip, or we're going down into the valley or what have you, I tend to go for, if I want to listen to Queen, I'm going to go for something that's a little bit more laid back and almost folk. Brian's a good avenue for that because my hubby is not, as, not nearly as big a fan of Queen as I am. And I know if I listen to some of the other songs, it's just going to be too much. So I go for something like Long Away, which is relaxing and has an atmosphere that's a little lighter, despite the fact that, of course, Brian within the song is exploring death and, you know, what happens after. It's melancholy in a way, but I think the harmonies especially give it this vibrant sentiment. And it's an easy song to listen to. So I apparently listen to Long Away a lot whether it's with my hubby in the car or just on my own. It's, it's a good one. And, oh, what are we on, number 18? Here is another Queen song, and then we're going to take a break from Queen for a little bit. My favorite Queen song. And no, it's not actually my most listened to Queen song on my iPod, despite the fact that this is definitely my favorite song. Father to Son, off Queen 2, 1974, Brian's composition, but... What, what else do I need to say about Father to Son? That song, that whole album, really, Queen 2, it's the first time the boys got into a studio and could really do a lot more with it. They went way over the top. Everything in the kitchen sink went into the album. And whenever I hear Father to Son, I hear that. I hear that enthusiasm. I hear that ambition. I hear that energy. And every single one of them is absolutely on top of their game. I, I feel like I can hone in on the bass, the drums, the guitar, the singing. Every single piece of Father to Son is immaculate to me. And they all have this moment where they just blow you away. And let's face it, the, that breakdown where we shifted, it sounds almost like the Beach Boys thing, that do 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 And it goes into the, the, that glorious guitar riff, you know, after where Freddie goes, take it, sonny, hold it high. And then Brian goes, oh my gosh, that is fantastic. Goosebumps, love it. And then Brian's really long solo after that is one of the best things ever. Needless to say, my favorite Queen song, not surprised, it sits here in my top 20. All right, number 17, 17. This song is a gem of a song that I discovered when I found a playlist from a fragrance company I used to really love. They had these playlists on Spotify. 
And it was a great way to create the vibe of the fragrance you were interested in or the fragrance you were wearing. I thought it was genius. I know a lot of people hate that kind of marketing. I loved it. It was extremely holistic. It was a wonderful experience to not just smell a fragrance, but kind of hear it and get completely immersed in it. It was a beautiful thing. But anyway, I discovered this track on this playlist for this scent. And this song has become one that I obviously love to rock out to it. It's not my typical love genre either. It's extremely bluesy, jazzy. It's very acoustic. There's a wonderful, catchy vibe to this song. And it is called Only You, Only For You, sorry, Only For You. It's by Heartless Bastards off their album Arrow from 2012. And I don't have anything else from them, and I don't know why. I've previewed quite a bit or streamed quite a bit from Heartless Bastards, and I really do love her voice. That's what gets me here. The song is extremely repetitive, but the fact that it's it's entirely organic, these people are playing these instruments, she has this tone that, ah, I can't even explain it. And she's got this wonderful depth to her voice. It's, it's just so rich and it goes right through you. Been a while since I felt this way about someone. I'd really, really like to know you more. Oh, it's so fantastic. And I love to improvise at the end because, you know, she'll, her vocals fall out and then it sort of just, this guitar grinds on it through the end and then it just, it just stops at the end. It's got this wonderful ting at the end. But I love to just play with this song and the chorus, it's kind of more like a bridge, but the chorus where she goes into that higher range. Oh, the dynamics, chef's kiss. Fabulous song. Go check it out. Only for you, heartless bastards. I cannot remember the name of the vocalist for the life of me, but she's phenomenal. Just wonderful phrasing, great feel, great touch. Sounds like an extremely innate talent this woman has, and it's just fabulous. Wonderful, lighthearted track. There's a little bit of uncertainty in the lyrics, but ooh, if it doesn't get me going every time I listen to it. All right, next song. What is this, number 16? Hurricanes by Dido off her album Still On My Mind. It's the opening track, Still On My Mind, from 2019. This song, Hurricanes. Okay, I got to hear her do the sound check for this song. I still want a live version of the song. I think I'm going to do a deep dive for it. It is my favorite song of Dido's. And for a very long time, my favorite song, I would have to say, was either Here With Me or Stoned. I love Dido. I always have. I think a lot of people forgot about her after she did her debut. Life for Rent had, White Flag was a pretty big hit though. So after she collaborated with Eminem and did Stan, when he sampled Thank You, she did her second album, Life for Rent. She kind of fell into oblivion for a while. I think a lot of people didn't realize she was still making music. This woman is great and she writes all her own stuff and she's got that impeccable expression that is so uniquely hers. I love that she sounds so somber and disenchanted and disconnected in songs, but there's a sweetness to that tone. And Hurricanes, I think 
not just, it's not just the way it builds from this really unassuming acoustic guitar, very quiet, very reserved, classic Dido, like This Land Is Mine type track, if you're familiar with that. And then it builds into this absolutely astounding crescendo, and she sings, Let Me Face the Sound and Fury, Let Me Face Hurricanes. I latched onto this song when the pandemic started and I was so terrified every other day. And especially on all my runs I was doing, I was listening to the song on repeat all the time. It was my mantra. It was how I made it from day to day. And I think that's why I love it so much. Hurricanes, Dido. I think there's an acoustic version of it, but it does not have nearly the impact and the power that the album version does. And certainly look it up live. This thing is a monster on a stage. I desperately want a live recording of it. To hear it live though and be around be around with the band like that in that in that arena and right in the front right in front of her was an experience I will never forget. All right, moving on. We have to get through these. What am I on? 15, I don't even know. This song goes way back. I did a deep dive about it. Big Time Sensuality, The Fluke Mix by Bjork, originally off of her debut album way back, but this was a different version on the debut album. It was much more kind of clubby, lighthearted. Of course, this version, The Fluke Mix, was also on her Greatest Hits album, and... There are many remixes of Big Time Sensuality. I don't need to go into too much detail about this one. I talked about it at length in that deep dive. It is a phenomenal song. It is forever and always one of the most encouraging, uplifting, confidence-boosting things I've ever heard in my entire life. If I'm ever having a day where I'm just not in it, I'm not feeling it, I need something, I need help, Big Time Sensuality is there for me. And I love to sing to it. I love to warm up to it. I love this woman. I love Bjork. I love the way she growls and shouts through this whole song. It is a beauty to behold. Big time sensuality. Ooh, and hey, another B artist. What are we on? 14. Think I'm in Love by Beck off of his album, The Information, 2006. You know, it's funny. When I first got the information, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> when I first got his album, The Information, because I went through this, this obsessed phase with Beck, and I still love him, but when I first fell in love with his work, I was buying everything, and I was falling into his entire discography. The information did not latch on to me immediately. In fact, it took me a while to really get into it, and I kept listening to it on my runs because I loved, I loved the sort of triad of the first few songs, which was Elevator Music, which is Elevator Music, Think I'm In Love, Cell Phone's Dead. Absolutely love those three songs. And so I would listen to the first half of this album quite often. And then I'd get to the second half, and there were some songs that I just didn't get, like A Thousand Beats Per Minute, Motorcade. I was like, what is this? Beck is a strange, awesome, artistic fellow, but I just couldn't get into those songs. And then suddenly, like a bolt of lightning, it just hit me. Probably while I was running, I just started to get into these very percussion-driven, it's a very, very experimental, almost industrial kind of underground techno alternative album, extremely percussion-heavy. Lots of drums, lots of dings and bells and all kinds of 
tambourines and things like that. And Think I'm in Love is probably one of the most zippy, accessible things on the album. And he sounds, it's so effortless when Beck does songs like this. Think I'm in love, but it makes me kind of nervous to say so. Ah, it's so lovely. It's so pleasant. I just love this one by Beck. Think I'm in love. Of course, Cell Phone's Dead is right behind it. I'm surprised it's not in my top 20. But Think I'm in Love is also, yes, another song that if I'm in the car with my hubby, because he actually likes Beck quite a bit too. I will put Think I'm in Love on because again, it's very easy, easy to listen to. It's easy to enjoy. All right, this is the first of several <laughs> Radiohead songs. I don't even know what number we're on, 14, 13. And this one happens to be, I think, one of their most optimistic songs, Separator, off of The King of Limbs from 2011. The King of Limbs is one of my favorites from Radiohead. I know a lot of, I know a lot of fans who've been with the band since day one don't care for it. It's extremely electronic. It's much more reserved in a way. It's much more mellow. There's a lot of programming on it. It's not as live. It's not a, as an acoustic album. But I love it. I always have since the moment I discovered and listened to it. And Separator is the closing track. And it is extremely silver lining, dreamy, atmospheric Radiohead. If you're at all familiar with Radiohead, you know that they are very detached, sobering, very lost, confused, small. All of those really tough, hard feelings, as Lord's song would say. Hard feelings. Very hard feelings in a lot of Radiohead songs. In fact, when I, I went on to the Radiohead sub on Reddit one time, and I posed a question to the community, and I said, what is your Myers-Briggs type? And whether or not you think that's a big deal, I know some people think it's a load of garbage. I think it's very fascinating, and I think it does have a lot to say about you and how you relate to other people. So when I asked that question, it had an, a massive response, which I was extremely excited about. But what I was doing was essentially trying to figure out the Radiohead fan. And I never did make a chart or follow up with the information I discovered. But what I found was most people who responded were introverted. And that made perfect sense to me because Radiohead is extremely self-loathing, self-reflective, very introspective, very, again, dark, and desperate and reflective in, a, in sometimes a very negative, disturbing way. So a lot of people deep down, I think, relate to that. And a lot of people who are extremely within themselves, like introverts, also relate to that. Interesting findings there. But yes, yeah, Separator is this extremely bright spot in their catalog. And that's why it's in my top 20. There are many other Radiohead songs here, but that is the first that we're going to be talking about. And here's another one. <laughs> the next one is a different album. But these two actually are back to back. This is interesting. All right. So In Limbo, which is from their album Kid A from, of course, 2000. In Limbo, and I'm just going to tell you the, the next one we're going to talk about is the track that proceeds In Limbo, Optimistic. And the reason they're together is because these two songs... They're seamless. When, when I would listen to that album at first, I didn't even know these were two separate songs. 
The shift from optimistic into in limbo is so flawless and so perfect. It is one song to me. And I love the album Kid A as a whole. It's one of my favorites from the guys. But those two songs together are just something about them. There's, again, kind of this atmospheric thing, but they kind of stumble along. Optimistic has this little bit of a a brighter feel. I think it's just the lyrics. You can try the best you can. You can try the best you can. Best you can is good enough. There is this feeling of contentment within that song. But there's this pound, the pounding beat, it's it's almost like a jungle beat, to be honest. A lot of guitars, of course, these sweeping oohs and Tom York is, I mean, they're all fantastic. Tom York's vocals are something else. I know a lot of people don't like Radiohead. My hubby is one of those because you can't understand Tom half the time. I'm going to admit, I can hardly understand this guy, but... That's part of the reason I love his singing so much. It's very much the same with Alison Goldfrapp. I love the fact that a lot of what you're hearing from these vocalists is so ambiguous, and it's more about the expression than it is about the words. I can really get into that. Tom York is a genius in that way. And Optimistic and In Limbo together are this statement on Kid A that just swallows me in. And I remember when I was addicted to that album on some of my runs and I was listening to these two songs back to back quite a bit. Has that vibe going on? Oh, we're back to Queen, you guys. And this is the first Queen. This is my most listened to Queen song on my iPod. Okay. No surprise here. Hey, it's Dragon Attack from the game 1980. Do I even need to talk about this song anymore? It has essentially a solo moment from every member. Freddie sounds on, he's like fire throughout the whole thing. Brian has this solo that's one of the most effortless I've ever heard. And I don't know if it's just because this was a song that basically came out of a drunken fueled jam session, but he sounds phenomenal here. John has a solo. Roger has a solo. And important to note, Very seldom do we get a bass solo, let alone a drum solo. One of my favorite live moments ever from any Queen concert is Roger's solo in Keep Yourself Alive. One of my favorite moments, but not very long, so you have to savor it. Roger's not a fan of solos, never has been. He likes to be a part of the whole. He likes to be a part of that texture. He likes to be a part of the band. He likes to be the backbone of the band. He's always found solos to be, and I can't remember the exact word he's used or words he's used, but he finds them to be very, not obnoxious, but just, let's just say I'm surprised that a guy who is all about the rock like he always has been is... Has that sentiment about a solo. But needless to say, yes, he has a solo in Dragon Attack. It's not very long, but it's fabulous. Dragon Attack is a jam. Dragon Attack is better than Another One Bites the Dust. Dragon Attack is full funk, dance, rock, queen in their element. One of my favorite songs, absolutely. It's very hard for me to pick out, to rank every single song, but I can tell you without a doubt, Dragon Attack is right up there along with Father to Son. 
obviously. It's my most, most listened to Queen song. All right, here we go. Let's keep going. Oh, this is the only time I'm going to mention this band. This, this, this is the only time I'm going to mention this band on this list of 20. Odessa, All We Need featuring Shy Girls. And this is actually a remix. This is the Autograph remix. And this was released in 2015. Wow, I can't believe it's been that long. Odessa is a duo, two guys, and I believe they met at college in Spokane, Washington, by the way. They have collaborated with a ton of guest vocalists, guest musicians, et cetera, et cetera. And their work is really astounding. I'll be honest, I haven't been into some of their more recent stuff, but I do believe they dropped something recently and I need to check it out. But this song, this work from the earlier 2000, 2010s, mid-2010s, really, really spectacular, atmospheric, a little bit hip-hop inspired, also some exotic elements, some Asian flair, certain scales and sounds that you would not hear in a typical song, really absolutely phenomenally produced stuff. And they pick wonderful vocalists to work with. I would love to work with them. This song, All We Need, is the song that got me into them. I, and I, I couldn't tell you why I looked them up on YouTube, but I, I looked up All We Need, the original album version featuring Shy Girls, on YouTube. And it took me all of about 10 seconds to realize this song was a huge hit for me. The original version, I've listened to it countless times, but this one, the autograph mix, is this playful, funky, really beat-heavy beat thing that is just this glorious, happy thing. The vocals from Shy Girls, on point, fantastic falsetto, really fun to sing, and really fun to harmonize to. And actually, this remix is essentially the same thing twice. It, it kind of restarts all over again right in the middle. I don't care. It is obviously one of my favorite things. Go check it out. All We Need featuring Shy Girls autograph remix. I'm sure it's online somewhere. All right, moving on. Ooh, only song on this top 20 list. I'm so happy it's here. Angel, Massive Attack, Mezzanine. 1998. You guys believe how old that album is now? Angel is in another realm. <laughs> Angel is the spookiest thing on my list of top 20. I have listened to that song, Running in the Dark, and I don't usually run in the dark anymore. It's just too risky. I used to do it with a headlight, headlamp. It's just too risky to do it in the dark. I, I, I will if I can't get around to it and it's in the middle of winter and the sun sets too early. Occasionally, I'll go out when it's pretty dark outside, but I don't like to do pitch dark runs anymore. But I used to listen to Angel and freak myself out while I was running. Guys, if you don't know this song, go listen to it. Spooky bass. Just teasing, grinding, groaning so low that note. Bass. And then when those little percussion kicks just they're so damp they're so muted in the mix it's brilliant and the way that it chugs along and builds up steam and crescendos and gets louder and then those really distorted guitars come in this thing is a phenomenal song it's one of the reasons i love that whole album so very much angel massive attack 
is a song and a half, something to be reckoned with, a really spooky thing. You are my angel. Oh, just go listen to it. (laughs) If you haven't touched it in a while, but you know it, you need another listen. Trust me. All right. Next track. Only song from this artist, from this band on this list as well, this one. Almost Makes Me Wish for Rain. Lucius, their album Good Grief from 2016. You guys, I cannot talk about Lucius enough. Everything they touch, everything they make is just absolute genius. These ladies blend so well together. And I think the reason they both sing lead often is because they can't ever decide who, who's going to take the lead. But they harmonize. When they sing live, they sing toward each other into the same mic oftentimes. And their music is this incredible throwback mix of, oh my goodness, it reminds me of like, Diana Ross and the Supremes, and there's folk elements here, and there are more experimental alternative elements here. There's a lot of pop. There's some rock. There's every genre ever, they kind of take it and pack it in. I would say there's a lot of singer-songwriter stuff going on as well, but they just sound so good, these women. And their live concerts are even better than the album versions. That said, the album version of Almost Makes Me Wish for Rain is a magical song. In fact, I've listened to it in the car with my hubby quite a few times too. And every time it stops, he'll look at me and say, that sounds like something you would do. And maybe that's why, I don't know, maybe I gravitate toward it because that song in particular sounds, yes, it sounds like something... I wish I had made. It just has that kind of bouncy vibe. But it's an interesting sentiment. The whole point of the song is you're in a really good place. So when's the other shoe going to drop, basically, is what they're singing about. And I love it because I unfortunately often go there in my own head. Almost makes me wish for rain. It's got this popping, beating bass line. And it bursts in with this really bright chorus. Absolutely phenomenal. Really, really love it. Go check out Lucius. L-U-C-I-U-S, Lucius. The next song is a fun one. Bunny is a Rider. Caroline Polachek. Desire, I Want to Turn Into You. 2023. My best music purchase last year. The first 10 seconds of her song, Welcome to My Island. I was in love. That opening ridiculous vocal that reminds me of Bjork, by the way. I feel like Caroline sounds like Bjork, Sarah McLaughlin. She sounds like a lot of artists I grew up loving or still love. She has incredible uniqueness. I love her approach. I love how expressive and transparent she is as a performer. Her live performances are really fantastic. I would love to see her live. That's on my list. But Bunny is a writer. It's not my favorite song on Desire I Want to Turn Into You. That goes to Billions, I would say, which is the last song on the album. Funnily enough, I think Caroline doesn't care for Billions. It's a brilliant song, but back to Bunny as a writer. This song was actually released ahead of the album, I, a Desire I Want to Turn Into You. During the pandemic, 
And I don't remember exactly what she said she was writing about. I think it was just about escaping. But the song became a little bit of a breakout hit of sorts. I actually never heard it until I listened to the entire album this just this last year. But Bunny as a writer takes elements of pop and hip hop and it's very experimental. There's a lot of staccato in this song. It's got that whistle. It's got a baby cooing sound in it, if that's your thing. Do you remember, what was that song by Aaliyah? Oh my gosh. Are You That Somebody? Is that the song? It had that little baby cooing thing, that ah thing in it. Well, Bunny as a Rider has a little baby hiccup thing in it too. It's perfect. It's very clever. And Caroline sounds fantastic. I'm so non-physical. I do, I do feel like a lady. Another great one. Bunny is a writer. Very catchy, extremely addicting. Here's the thing. When I first bought the album, Desire I Want to Turn Into You, and I was listening to the whole thing over and over and over, as I do, Bunny is a writer was not my favorite thing. I thought it sounded too much like other stuff I've heard recently. And then I played it again. And then I played it again. And then I did it again. And I thought, wow, this is a hook. Well done, Caroline. Well done. Bunny is a writer. Bunny is a writer. Sell like can find no sympathy. Mm, ain't nothing for free. Go listen to it. Bunny is a writer. Ooh, Radiohead. We're back to Radiohead. We're getting, this is my top five song. And not the one with the most listens, but definitely one of my favorites. One of my absolute favorites. My favorite off the bends from 1995. Just you do it to yourself, you do. And that's what really hurts. Go listen to Just. It's a banger. It's, fin- it's fabulous. It's my favorite on the bends. It's so... Oh, I love that riff. Crash. I love just. Oh, it's such a release. Whenever I'm mad, just like Roger Taylor's fight from the inside from Queen, just is on my, it's, it's in my ears. It's in my life. It's loud and I love it. So aggressive, Just. That's back, you know, Radiohead's second album. Things were a little bit rougher back then. They hadn't, they hadn't matured as much. They hadn't refined their sound as much. They hadn't electronic, uh, electrified <laughs> their sound as much, if you will. It was more acoustic. It was more, it was more sort of rock grunge. I love Just. Oh, and then the way... The guitar flickers and flutters in that breakdown after the bridge. What? Just. And here is a song, the only song from this artist as well. It is my fourth most played song. And it is called Silk Spun. Purity Ring off of their album Womb 2020. Silk Spun. I was so addicted to this song. There's a richness to the synthesizers in it. There's a depth. Purity Ring describe their own music as if you were inside a cave, okay? And they moved away from that sound a little bit 
from their pre their previous album before Womb, they moved away into something that was a little bit more hip hop inspired. Then they went back to more of their classic sound, and I love it. It's it's just a touch more refined. But this song, Silkspun, the chords in it, the richness of it, the atmospheric elements, the mystery of it, it's so magical. I kept listening to it. I could not stop. And I got to say, I haven't listened to it recently, but clearly I was rocking out to this thing. It would finish and then I would just repeat it in the car. It was such a wonderful listen, still is. Go check out Silkspun by Purity Ring. They're a very electronic-inspired band, and she's got these extremely pixie-like, hypnotizing vocals. You will not regret discovering Purity Ring. Wonderful. All right, two more Radiohead tracks. And they're not back-to-back on the album, but they're from the same album. Idiotech, Radiohead, Kid A, 2000. Once again, we're on Kid A. Idiotech, changed my world. I, I don't know how to describe my love for Idiotech. If I don't do a series of deep dives for Radiohead, I'm going to have to do one for Idiotech alone. This song, and I won't go into too much detail because yeah, if I talk about it later, it'll be all for naught, was inspired by this interesting experimentation of sounds. I'll tell, tell you more later. Idiotech is kind of a mainstay in the Radiohead fandom. A lot of people know the song if they aren't even Radiohead fans, I think. It's just one of those songs. One of those songs from Radiohead that I think is very interesting. I remember when I told my mom and my sister about it, I was like, you have to hear this song. When I visited them years back, I said, you have to hear this song. It's just so interesting. It's so hypnotizing and, and spooky. Once again, Radiohead and that spooky kind of disconnected, everything's going to fall apart thing, Idiotech. Listen to it, please. Check out a live version or two. It's awesome. And next song, we're almost at the top. This is my second most listened to song. Everything in its right place. Radiohead, also Kid A, the opener of the album. Everything in its right place is responsible for making me fall in love with Radiohead. All it took was those first five notes on that electric piano, that riff. Da-da-da-da-da. I was hooked. That's all it took. I don't even know what got me into, I don't know why I looked up the album Kid A. I think I decided to listen to Radiohead because <laughs> this is almost embarrassing to admit. Tom Hiddleston was talking about his favorite songs and his favorite bands in, a, in an interview way back, and he mentioned Radiohead. And I'd heard of Radiohead before, of course, and I'd actually heard Radiohead, and I didn't know I had. I'd heard Radiohead songs in the movie Clueless and probably on the radio. I just didn't know it was them. But he talked about Radiohead, and he, he talked, I think he talked about Kid A. And maybe that was why I was like, okay, you know what, fine. I'm just going to go listen to Radiohead and see what this is all about. And I started from the very beginning. Everything in its right place. Oh, a gorgeous song. Really, it's so lush. The edits on the vocals in it. Tom sounds perfectly dreamy and disconnected. It's beautiful, everything in its right place. It's comforting in a very strange backwards way. All right, guys. My number one most listened to song on my iPod. 
kind of amazed. <laughs> amazed, I've listened to it so many times, but not surprised this is sitting at the top. Given my love for so many other songs that are so much older than this one, might be a little bit of a stunner, but here it is. Robin, none of them, featuring Roy Sop off her album, The Amazing Body Talk from 2010. You're probably wondering, why isn't this Dancing on My Own or Call Your Girlfriend or one of those songs that got a lot more traction? None of them, first of all, it features Rikesop. I love Rikesop. Cannot believe Happy Up Here is not in my top 20. Or what else is there from their incredible album? It's just absolutely amazing. What else is there? In fact, go watch the music video for What Else Is There. If you do anything else today, just make sure you watch the video for What Else Is There by Roy Sop. Or Happy Up Here. That's a brilliant video as well. But none of them featuring Rugsop by Robin. This song, easily the most experimental song on my list. What I love about it is the crescendo towards the end. And I think it literally starts at like 3.15 or 3.30. I know that because I've gone back and listened to that section over and over again so many times. So much dissonance, so many clashes of major and minor in this song. Robin's vocals are, as they always are, impeccable on point. Her expression is fantastic. This is all about wanting to get away. Take me away from here. I'm so bored in this town. She's so disenchanted with everybody and everything. She wants to get away. There's an atmospheric element to this. There's a spooky element to this. There is a very rhythmic element in this. It's extremely driven by the beat. But that's the thing that's so surprising. A lot of this song is not very melodic at all. I will make up my own additional harmonies in the verses because they're so rich with this dissonance and it's a lot of fun. But this is not something that you would find yourself humming that much. You know what I mean? It's not ridiculously catchy. The hook is there and it's obvious, but it's not one of the most popular things in her catalog because it is so experimental. But Royksop's touch here is Everything. That's why it works so well. They've done other songs together too, Robin and Royksop, and it's always genius. This song and the way it takes off around that 3, 3.30 mark is another world of sonic soundscape, landscape. It's like Bjork and her, you know, explosive soundscapes. This has that kind of atmosphere. None of them. None of them understand me. I'm done with this. I'm done with you. I'm so bored in this town. Take me away from here. What, what's the next part of that chorus? I got a little girl screaming on repeat in my head. Oh. Or is it I got a little girl singing on repeat in my head? Take me far away from here. Oh, it's so Good. Just if you like experimental techno, dance, electronic, little bit sort of underground. I don't know. I feel like there's some grunge. I feel like I feel like there's some of that sort of disconnect. I'm so sick of this inspiration. It's a great stress reliever, this song. It's another one of those that I love to listen to when I'm feeling like I need a release. Maybe I need one a lot. None of them. 
And it is dem, D-E-M. It's not them, dem. None of them. Nobody understands me. How many people relate to that? Raise your virtual hand. Go listen to none of them. It's fantastic. And that is it. That is my top song. That is it, you guys. This was a lot of fun. I'm glad I thought of this because honestly, I was not, I didn't want to talk about anything really hard (laughs) or negative today. And it was time to break it up. But guess what? I am done and ready to also do my next queen deep dive. Are you excited? I think it's going to be a shorter one, actually. Not as much to say about it because it's not as big of a hit, but it's so charming. It's so surprising. Even coming from Freddie, John. All right, guys. We'll talk about that next time. Keep yourselves alive. Go check out some of those songs I mentioned, please. I'm not just saying that because I love them. I genuinely believe that these are fantastic compositions that you need to be acquainted with. And I think you might just fall in love. I'm going to take a sip of water. I desperately needed that about 10 minutes ago. All right, but I am done. You guys, I hope you have a fantastic night. Wonderful, bright morning. And fill your lives with goodness, would you? Do good for yourself and other people and all that jazz. I'll be back next time.